1: Real love is what lasts 24 hours a day, 365 days a year. You don't get it from someone, you can't give it to anybody, you can't fall in it, you can't fall out of it. It's who we are.
2: Jaianti Mangala Kali Badra Kapalini Durga Shama Shiva Dhatri Swaha Svadha Namostute, Jaya Devi Chamande Jaya Jaya Sarvagate Devi Kalaratri Namostyote Madukaitabh Vidrati Vidatri Varde Namah Upam Dehi Jayam Dehi your show day, your show देहि your show day, your show Day, Jayan day, your shore day, your shore day, your NUMRAKSHASYA CHA MA VENI RUPAM DEHI CHAYAM DEHI YASHO DEHI RUPAM DEHI DEHI Nativya sarvdha bhaktya Chandike duditha vahe Rupam dehi Chayam dehi Yashodehi Dvisho Rupam dehi dehi Harsho Dehi Disho Dehi Diso Bhagyam Arogyam Dehi me paramam sukham Upam Dehi Jayaam Dehi Harsho Dehi Disho Dehi Sūpaṁ bējāṁ dēhi yashode dēhi devi dēhi kalyānam dēhi parāmā Jithe Parameshwar Chanda, Doradanda, Daitya Dharpa Vina. Sa gra secu lo ba, rupam dey, cham dey, ya shodey, tu shodey. Rupam Day, Jayam day, your day, day, You to show me. I want to feel what love is. No, you can show me. I want to know what love is. you can show me keep singing english bum day sham day you show the to show day 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 you show The first time you are
1: Understanding with the mind, studying and learning can be useful, can give us some structure, some skeleton on which to juice up, flesh up. But until we can gradually bring the mind to a quiet state where it's not distracted, it's not fooled by our own stories that we tell ourselves. Until we can find that place of home in ourselves, no amount of learning and studying will help us. The only thing we can take when we leave these bodies is our own state of mind. Not your thoughts, not the emotions, not stuff that we've learned, but our actual state of mind. And that's all we have day after day in this life. If we continually live in reactionary mode to our own stuff and issues that we come across with other people, if we continually remain slaves to those hurtful emotions and that depression and that anxiety and fear, we're not gonna find peace. We're not gonna find happiness. I've been singing these chants for over 50 years. I'm just beginning, maybe, to be able to be with the chant as it's happened. And less and less... In the past to the future or thinking about other stuff. It's unfortunate that the only word we have for it is practice because that's such a, a painful word. Another word for practice is becoming familiar. Becoming familiar with what it feels like to calm down. Becoming familiar with what's underneath all that stuff. What's underneath the waves. What what the richness at the bottom of the ocean. The depth, the feeling, the, the power of what's under all the waves. So in order to get under those waves and away from the influence that they have on us... We have to become familiar with what it feels like to let go. Can do. No problem. Everybody can do. Everybody has it inside already. That's not the issue. The issue is that we are turned outward just like our parents, like our grandparents, like our great-grandparents, like everybody we ever met in this life, mostly, turned outward. Thoughts are outward. Thoughts are objects of awareness. No different than sense perceptions. It's another kind of sense perception. So, have to become familiar and gradually be at ease in our deepest place. And these chants are a way of flowing into that place. And little by little we let that chant do the work, and we just simply be with it. it takes practice, unfortunately. That's the bad news, but the good news is that it takes practice, and you can do it. Anybody can do it. Everybody can do it, because it's reality. It's what's already in there, and has been there since the beginning of time, and will be there after time is over. So, become familiar. Think about it that way. Let's take some questions.
3: Oh.
1: Do it on my iPad today. Questions, let's see, what do we got? Attachment, intimate relations, and unconditional love. This seems such a tricky thing to separate. Do we just be with both, knowing both are at play, but trust that the core is love? Uh, oh, and I was having a nervous breakdown in India, right there at Maharaji's feet, right there with him, He was telling me, Oh, you'll be happy when you're married. Your wife died, and you're you're sad now, but you'll be happy when you're married. And I said to Maharadi, I want to marry you. And he just he laughed. He just slapped his knee. You know, he was he loved that. He was so funny. He said, Well, if you marry me, all you'll get is love. You're not gonna get laid. That's basically what he said. <laughs> Uh, and then someone said, Maharaji, I'm only attached to you, meaning love, not relational love, but real love. And then Maharaji said, now maybe you're on the right track. Relationships are learning experience, if we're open to it, to learning We get to see those parts of ourselves that aren't very beautiful, that aren't very pretty. We get to see the emotions that arise that are very troubling and discomforting sometimes. And we get to experience wonderful emotions as well. But it's a mixture. And the mixture is based on the fact that attachment is at work. And what that means is that we're looking to get something from another person through our meeting and joining with another person. If we don't get it, we're unhappy. If we get it, we're happy. That's attachment. If a person doesn't behave the way we want them to, if they don't show us the right stuff, if they are cranky and angry and upset and not responding to us, we, we react to that. That's attachment. Real love is what lasts 24 hours a day, 365 days a year. You don't get it from someone. You can't give it to anybody. You can't fall in it. You can't fall out of it. It's who we are. But we don't know that. So relationships can really show us what work we have to do. So what was the question again? Should I just be with both? Well, be with what's happening. That that's what I would suggest. I don't unconditional love is not so easy to find and experience. So just, labels aren't important. If you're in a relationship, be in the relationship and deal with whatever arises in the best way you can. Don't try to pick it apart and say, oh, this is attachment, that's not attachment. It's all attachment. (laughs) It's all attachment. You know, they talk about the other shore, the far shore, meaning the enlightenment. And uh, we're all on this shore. Some of us might be closer to the water. Some of us might be further away. Some of us might be up to our ankles, some to our knees. But we're all on this shore. And here, it's all about working with attachment. Working with the, the fantasy that we are separate beings from each other. So... Good luck. Maharaji wasn't part of a lineage and didn't teach in an orthodox way. So my question is, when we connect to him, do the teachings come out the same way? Maharaji was a part of a lineage and he did teach in an an unorthodox way. But that doesn't mean he's not part of a lineage. We just don't know much about his lineage because he never revealed that to us. Uh, we heard that he had a guru in a yodhya and we heard that he had uh, well, there were many stories of where he might have been and but he uh, you know To use a very well, much-used analogy, we feel like we're trying to get up, pick ourselves up into a higher state of consciousness. You know, we're trying to get up there, raise ourselves up. These great beings are already completely established in that state. They show up on Earth. All they have to do is fix the machine so that it can hold all that light here. So it wasn't a question that Maharaji had to realize anything. It was just a question of he needed to clean out the nadis, the, the nerves through which the prana travels, in order to manifest it fully for our sake. He gained nothing because he already is it, was always is it. And whatever lineage he comes from, it transcends this particular life. But yet, everything has, and everyone has a guru. It may not be a physical guru. Ramana Maharshi's guru was—he considered Arunachala, the the sacred mountain, which is believed, which is worshipped as a form of Shiva, in Tiruvanamalai, Arunachala. He considered the mountain his guru, Shiva. He considered that. He sang songs to it and composed hymns to it. And that was his guru. And that's also part of a lineage, but it wasn't delineated to us that way. Because it isn't useful. These great beings only give us what's useful for us. They don't give us a lot of extraneous stuff. They don't need to. They're not teaching They're transforming us. They're transmitting to us. So, when we connect to Maharaji, do the teachings come out in the same way? I I really don't understand that question. But, uh, so, just connect. He's always available. He's right here. You just need to connect with him. And, see what happens whatever teachings you get you get from the inside is it true that Maharaji was not affected by the yogi medicine were you with him when this event occurred maharaji took the yogi medicine lsd two times One time on Ram Dass' first visit to India, and the second time when uh, during Ram Dass' second visit, I was there, Rameshwar Das was there, Dwarkanath was there, maybe Jagannath Das was also there. So we were all there and we all sat with him and we all saw that it didn't affect him at all. Absolutely. He said, yogis have known about this for thousands of years. It used to grow up in the Kulu Valley. A yogi would go calm down, he would calm his body and his mind and he, and he would bring his mind to one point take the medicine and go through the door that's what he said I don't know exactly what that means but that's what he said uh, in, one, two, in one YouTube video I saw Baba was patting Mr. Tiwari <laughs> That's a nice way of putting it. Could you please share the story? Well, I wasn't there, but I've seen the video and also Tiwari and I spoke about it many times. That was the last day that Maharaji was in Kenchi. Later that day, he left the temple, took the train down to Agra, and on his way back to the mountains, he got off the train in Brindavan and had a heart attack, and left the body. Uh, What you're referring to, that day, Mr. Tiwari went into very, very deep samadhi, a very, very deep state of consciousness. And uh, he had been standing behind the crowd, kind of leaning on a pole, and he almost fell over, and Maharaji saw and had him brought up to sit in front of him. And Tiwari was just gone. He was in a very deep state. And what you're seeing when he's bashing, he's said, like "Padding." that's a nice word. He was bashing him on the head. He was bringing him back into his body. And gradually Tuari came back and, and uh, yeah. Then they went into the back room together for a while. And Maharaja said to Tuari, he said, you know, you're the guru now. You take care of the Westerners. And Tiwari said, I'm not, I can't do that. I won't do that. And Maharaji reached under his blanket and he took out a huge pile of money and he threw it to Tiwari. He said, take this and go to America and take care of the Westerners. And Maharaji and, and, and Tiwari started to cry and weep. And he said, I That's not why I I don't come to you for these things. I don't want this. I don't want this. I can't do it. I won't do it. So Maharaji took the money back. And he said, okay, if you won't do it, what can I do? So then Tawari kind of collected himself. And he says to Maharaji, oh, now I see what kind of a Baba you are. You're a money Baba. (laughs) You carry money with you all the time. You're a money, Baba. And Maharaji laughed and he said, oh, you're going you're gonna to fuck with me? You're going to screw around with me? And he goes like this and he opens his blanket where he had just put the money away. And instead of money, hundreds of little pieces of paper fell out all over the room. And Maharaji said, see these pieces of paper? This is all my devotees' addresses and numbers. I'm old now, and I can't remember their names, so I keep their addresses with me. But you, you're a greedy bastard, so you saw money. This is how they used to play. (sighs) And then... They walked from one room to the other. And in that second room, Siddhima, Jivantima, maybe somebody else was there. And Maharaji goes to the door, he opens the door, and he turns back inside, and he starts to weep, and he says to Siddhima, I can never repay the debt I owe to you. And he's weeping, everybody's weeping. And then he turns and faces the outside and immediately the the crying disappears and he's like a little boy and he's saying, now I'm free, now I'm free, now I'm getting out of central jail. Now I'm getting out of central jail. And then he turned back to Sidima again and again crying like a baby. I can never repay the debt I owe to you. I can never repay the debt. And he's crying, she's crying, everybody's crying. And then he turns again to the outside and immediately, complete change. Now I'm getting out of central jail. Now I'm. Then he walked across the courtyard, stood in front of Hanumanji's murti for a while. And then he st- started to walk out of the temple. His blanket fell off of him. And he kept going, walking across the bridge and got into the car and Dada... Took the blanket and folded up and brought it to him. Maharaj said, I don't want that anymore. But he thought to put it in the car. And then he went down to the train, and within a couple of days, he left the body. So that's the story of that day. Part of the story. A lot of things happened on that day for a lot of people. Is our perception effectively an illusion woven out of our past actions and karma, creating a cocoon around which is only our reflected reality? Beyond this lies a truthful God reality, which is divine. You know, that's one way of saying it. I don't know. We're talking now in analogies. And there's really no real perfect analogy, but our karmic situation and all the experiences of this life color everything that we see and everything that we are aware of, uh, even our thoughts. And every experience we have is colored by our own subjective ...version of reality... ...spiritual life... ...spiritual practice... ...frees us from our subjective projections... ...and eventually we, we experience directly reality... ...but it's not out there... ...nor is it in here... ...there's no inside or outside at that point... ...there's only being... ...presence... So, essentially, what, what? Yes, beyond. It's not even beyond. All the time, there's this divine reality, but we we color it with our our uh, with our subjectivity, yeah. And our subjectivity is basically what we believe and what we think. And what we imagine, what we're projecting onto the outside world. It's like the traditional story of a rope and a snake. You walk into a dark room and you see something on the floor and it looks like it's coiled up and you think it's a snake. And you, ah, and then you turn the light on and you see it's just a rope. So, but the fear that you had was very real us that's what we feel every day fear longing desire attraction aversion all that stuff that we feel we really feel it but that's because we see the rope as a snake and the lights haven't come on yet once the lights come on it's a rope no problema so it's kind of like that Am I an ISKCON member? No, I am not an ISKCON member. For those of you who don't know what ISKCON is, it's the International Society for Krishna Consciousness, which is a uh, a lineage basically coming from Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, who was a great avatar of bhakti uh, many years ago, hundreds of years ago. And that's a lineage that's been passed on uh, there are many different lineages from Chaitanya and different sub lineages, etc., etc. But I am not a member of those lineages.
0: This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Time can feel like it's in short supply between work. Flexible and suited to your schedule. Learn to make time for what makes you happy. With BetterHelp, visit betterhelp.com/slash be here now today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, h-e-l-p.com slash be here now.
1: I feel very alone in this world, alone with the understanding that uh, I, I, something about I I'm am I'm a spiritual being doing a human experience. I am so alone having to work in a newsroom to earn my physical living, but my soul is suffering. I am getting old, wondering if I will ever find place in this world. In peace of mind and heart. I could never find a spiritual partner like being alone. Those Thursday evenings are my only peace. What to do? Well, I'm glad you're getting some peace on Thursdays. That's good. But uh, your soul is not suffering. Souls don't suffer. We suffer emotionally, mentally, Physically. The soul is the eternal witness of all that. The soul does not suffer. It doesn't suffer. You can't cut it. You can't do anything to it. it. You can't wet it. Nothing. If you read the Bhagavad Gita, it's very clear about those things. Very simple way. So, and the soul is bliss itself. It's sat chit ananda. Truth, consciousness, awareness, and happiness. That's the soul. But we are not in touch with that. We are turned out. And you're lonely. And uh, there's fear of getting old. And anxiety about finding your place in the world. And finding peace. Uh, you're not alone. Most Many people feel that. Many people feel that. It's, there's no quick answer to this. Your experience is your experience. And only you can change that. Ask yourself why you feel peace on Thursdays. And then try to find that feeling in other ways. Either listen to chanting on CDs or streaming. Take some meditation courses. Try to find a way to uh, release the unhappiness that you're living in. If you don't do something, nothing will happen. That's for sure, and you won't find peace. But peace is who you are. So it's not that it's impossible to find, it's a question of figuring out how to find it and where to look. And you certainly can do that. There's no nothing holding you back except your own beliefs and your own stories. Reality-wise, in a second, everything could change. Because it's already done. It's inside. But I don't mean to make light of your unhappiness. Not at all. But I just want to point out that um, this is your situation. You're alone physically. Um, I might point out that hermits go go off into the mountains, into caves, in order to be alone. That's their joy. (laughs) Oh, what's different between you and a hermit or a monk your story you want things that you don't have I think it's probably a better idea to figure out how to let go of the uh, attachment or the the the, the, the the intensity of wanting something that you don't have. If you don't have it, you don't have it. What are you gonna do? Are you gonna let that destroy you? Sometimes you just have to tell yourself to chill and recognize that it's only your story that you believe that's causing you pain. A monk who goes and lives in the mountains for 30 years alone he might be very happy. She might be very happy. But we're here and we're brought up in a world that doesn't seem to, uh, doesn't seem to provide uh, those archetypes for us to embrace. We're brought up to believe that we have to be, we have to have people around us and we have to have a partner or we're no good or we're not enough, you know. Maybe. I don't think so. So, look around. Try to find, connect with something that's going on that you can, that, that you you feel drawn to. You have to do something. If you don't plant seeds, nothing will grow. And right now, you're continually planting the seeds of unhappiness because that's your habit of thinking. Our habits create our atmosphere that we live in. And mostly we've been trained in ways that aren't very helpful. And they certainly don't really train us to be happy in this world. So, I wish you the best. How do you remain focused on living in the moment when you have major stress creating a lot of insecurity? Uh, Well, everything's happening in the moment. Your stress and your insecurity are happening right now. They're like huge clouds in the sky, and you can't see the sky anymore. It's covered with clouds. And you're surrounded by those clouds and you don't see anything beyond them. But if you just keep breathing, things change. And that's what spiritual practice is about. When we chant, We simply pay attention to the sound of the chant. It's not easy to stay with the sound of the chant. We're just immediately distracted, and we're distracted again and again and again and again. But we made a commitment for whatever period of time we're singing to try to pay attention. So when we notice that we're been distracted and daydreaming, we come back. And every time we come back, we've planted a seed of coming back. We've, we've changed the neural pathway in the brain ever so slightly. And we keep coming back as long as we're chanting or doing our practice. And every time we come back, we've re- we trained ourselves and we gain gained strength of letting go. Right now, the stress and anxiety are eating you up alive. Like they do for most of us, we get caught in all kinds of stuff all day long, every day. How long you stay caught is up to you. You have to sink and anchor down into the ocean, or the boat gets blown all the way around, everywhere, without any control or any ability to stop being blown around. And the anchor is some kind of practice that you do every day, regularly, at least a few minutes. That's very important. Without practice, we have no... We have... We, what, it's raining all the time. Grace is raining down, but we haven't cupped our hands to catch the drops, so we get nothing to drink. Cupping our hands is practice cupping our hands is becoming familiar with ourselves. And it takes time, and it takes commitment. What else are you going to do? Yes, I've read the the Ramayana by William Buck. Somebody's asking me. It was a very... ...very basic but very wonderful retelling of the story. Uh, and he... ...he... Makes, ...makes it more understandable by... ...telling the story in a certain kind of way. And like, instead of using... ...because in the, in the original... There's, ...all of these people have many different names that... that ...describe the, their qualities but he finds a way to simplify that for us and makes it much easier to follow the story. My heart is really hurt by the loss of so many, which now has become public, that many of those lives could have been saved. This this person is from Brazil where there's a terrible situation with COVID. Uh, The government refused to, to get vaccines for the longest time. And many, many, many people have died because of that. And still dying and still getting sick. Terrible situation. Very bad like India. So this person is saying... You know, many of the lives could have been saved. I've been hurt by this, and I don't know what to do. Help me, please. You know, unfortunately, this is who we are as a human race. What's happening now in the world is our doing. The greed, the power, the viciousness and aggression and hatred that people are giving into in these dark times. This is us. We've created this. And It's a horrible, painful realization that this is who we are as a race of people, human race. What are you going to do? We can try to find ways to alleviate suffering, each one of us, the best we can. That includes our own suffering, and our own pain, and our own hurt. Find a way to live with that. And uh, it takes a tremendous amount of inner strength to be with the suffering and not be destroyed by it. A tremendous amount of inner strength and that kind of strength it doesn't you can't it, they don't you don't trip and fall and that we have to create that ourselves through a commitment to practice and a commitment to living a good life and becoming good human beings every moment of every day the best we can do all we can do is the best we can do we can't do more than that Another question, I want to continue to help others, but I'm so exhausted and emotionally spent I feel stuck and helpless. Uh, Once again, you have to include yourself in the people you want to help. If you have no strength, if you have no juice, what can you do for others? So you have to live in a way that also allows you to feel okay, to be okay. You have to take time for yourself. You have to nourish yourself. You have to rest. You have to find a way to deal with the anxiety and the suffering and the pain without being destroyed by it. If you continually just throw yourself into the fire, you're going to get burned. You're already feeling that. There's nothing wrong with backing off and slowing down and taking time to recharge before you go out there again. You're not helping anybody If you destroy yourself and if you destroy your health, sometimes I struggle with doubt, not only with myself, but sometimes in the reality before me. I picture that there must have been a turning point from where your skepticism left you. Was that gradual? I'm still pretty skeptical. <laughs> I don't believe anything I haven't experienced myself. Pretty much, I will. I have the ability to suspend disbelief and allow things to be until they maybe become more apparent and if they become uh, more real to me. But basically, you know. when I met Ramdas, and at that moment came in contact with Maharaji and then was with my guru for two and a half years in India, uh, I found nothing to be skeptical about. I was with a being who lit up the world with his love and lit up my world in a way that regardless of what suffering I brought about on myself, that world that inner world was still lit up. I didn't get there were times when I wasn't in touch with it, but it really never left me. So I don't think skepticism was really my problem or my my kind of basic more mine was more depression. And Unrequited, unrequited longing that was satisfied when I met Maharaji, when I even inside before I met him physically. So, this is a mantra you can use yourself when you're home, when you're meditating. When you're walking around the house, when you're driving your car, whenever you remember, you can use this mantra, you can repeat this mantra. Very powerful mantra. Hum, hanumate nama. Om, hum, hanumate nama. When you do it yourself, you don't necessarily have to say the om every time. We sing it with the om, but when you use it, if you use it for meditation or chanting, uh, without music, you don't have to say the Aum. You can use the Aum if you like it. So for this, we can sing along together.
2: Om hum Anumate Om hum Anumate
3: Nam.
2: No i
1: Try something. Uh, maybe it'll work. I won't know until we get to the main part of the Chalisa. I'm going to...
3: (laughs) Shri
2: Guru Charana Saro Jarajan Nijammanu Mukuru Sudhari Paranara guvara, dimla Jesu, jodaiya ko palchani, budhin tanujane siara. Alla bhudhi devya e umohin adhu kalasan beka si avara Peace, Teehun Loka uja Ramaduta, Atulita Baladama, anjaniputra Janiputra Mahavir Bikram Bajarangi Kanchanavarana virajasubesa Kananakun virajasu besa kanana kun tala kande Chankara Suvana Kesari Nandana Teja Pratapa Mahajagavan Vidyavan Puni Atichatu Ramakaja Karimbe O Atu Rabucharit. Nebe Korasia Ramalakan Sita Manabasia sukshma Dari Sia in Kava Picata Rupa Dari Dari sura Sanhari Ramachandra ke Kajasanva Laya Sanyevana Lakhana Jaya Shri Raghuvira Parashirla Laya Pagupati Kini Oh, the barai tumma Mamma priya ratai samabai sahasabadam tumaro chasagavan Asakai shri pattikanta laga sane kadika narata sarata sarata sahitahi Yamakubel tiga pala jahante Kabbi ko sakhe kāhante Tumma upakāra sugriva inkīnha Dhammam melaya raja paddhadi, Maromantra mana, jagajana, Yuga sahasra jojana parabana, prabhu mudrika ka neli kama hi chala dilange gaye akshar janmai sugam ano grahat marete Madhuwade, tumara kavade, ortanagya, inno pezade, sabh suklahe, tumari Samaro ape, tin on loca, hanka, tin come, be put the pissash, ne cut in a heave, Hare sabha piram chapat niran taraham no anuman shurave manakrama bachana yana Sabaparama. sabha pararam. Tapas viraja, tina ke kaja, sakalapumasapaja. Auraman orata, joko vi lave, so pallapave charon Yuga parath pa tumhara he sidh sadhu Santake ke marak karare asurat ashta sidhi Non idhikedata, asavara dina, jankimata, drama ra sayana, tumare pasa, saddharaho, kedata, tumare bhajana, ram ko janam chanam chanam ma ke dukha bisraao antakal ho bhar pura thai chahandan mahadev bhakta kahai ode chitana darai annomatta sei sarva sukakari sankat kate mete sab pira jo sure mere annomatta balabir che che Go koppakaro guru devaki na jo satabara atikar koi chutahi pare chalisa oya oh, yeah, sidhi saki korisa jula sidaasa sada hare chera ki jen mata ay amade bhavanathnaya sankatta ranana Mangalam Murati Rupa Siyaram Sita Sahita Pradaipasau Sura Bhupa Syavara Ramachandra Paddhaje Charanam Mangala Martananda Sakala Amangala Mangalamurti, Mangala Martananda Sakala Amangala Moola Ram,
3: Jiram
2: Jiram Jiram Shri Ram Jai Ram Sitaram, Sitaram, Sitaram Jee Jee, Sitaram Holo.
3: Itaram,
2: Itaram, Jee Jee, Sitaram, Itaram, Taram taram de de sitaram di taram di taram taram sitaram Ram ratchman janaki je bolo hanuman ki Ram je Ramal tamanjani, Je bolohano managi. Ramal tamanjani, Je bolohano Ramalachma Janaki Jai Bolo Hanuman Ki Bolo Ramalachma Ramalachma Janaki Jai Bolo Hanuman Ki Ramalachma Ram Janaki je bolo Hanuman ki Ram Lalchaman. Hi Ram Jai Ram Jai Ram. Ram Shri Ram Ram
1: if we know anything about a path at all, if we know that there might be a way to live in this world in a good way, with an open heart and without fear, it's only because of the great beings that have gone before us. Out of their love, out of their kindness, they left some footprints for us to follow. So, in the same way that they wish for us, we wish that all beings everywhere, all of us, be safe, be happy, that all of us have good health and enough to eat. And may we all live in peace and that ease of heart with whatever comes to us in life.